As your business grows, chances are you find yourself wearing more and more hats, doing hashtag all the things. But I truly believe that building a business is a team sport. It takes a village. And while a lot of people talk about delegating and building a team, many dive in without acknowledging the deeper reasons behind it. We don't really discuss what a profound difference it can make in how you feel, in what you can achieve in your business, and in how much freedom you can create in your life. Today, we talk about those deeper reasons and the fears that stand in your way so you can understand the mindset behind delegating and the profound growth you can experience because of it. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Ashley Gartland. Ashley works with small business owners and entrepreneurs whose businesses are doing well, but feel like a hot mess behind the scenes. They know it's holding them back from reaching that next level. She helps them simplify their businesses and build a stronger foundation so they can experience more growth and fulfillment in their work and more freedom in their life. Ashley has been an entrepreneur since the age of 22 when she got her start as a freelance food writer. After working in editing, event planning, public relations, and digital publishing, Ashley launched her coaching practice to help overwhelmed entrepreneurs grow their businesses by streamlining and working smarter, not harder. She lives her rainy days, is an avid runner, and prefers kombucha over coffee to fuel her day. Ashley, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Amanda. I am so excited to be here. Ah, I'm so excited too. So can you tell my listeners a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you really covered it in the intro there, but I am a business coach and I help entrepreneurs and small business owners who are feeling like their business is a little bit of a hot mess. We help them stop feeling that way and start feeling like they're running a simple streamlined business with a whole lot of focus and intention. And the reason why I do this is on the one hand, I just can't not like, I love this work and it just, it kind of fell into my lap and it's the perfect fit for me. But I also do it because I know that simplicity leads to growth. And I really want to help entrepreneurs embrace this idea and this belief that less can be more so that they can grow their business to the next level and also still lead a really rich, fulfilling life while they're doing that. Oh, I love how you put that, how less can be more, because I think that's just, it's such a powerful way of thinking. And I think it can totally transform the way that we show up as entrepreneurs. So if you had to sum up uh, the one mindset shift that's made the biggest difference for either you or your clients, what would you say that was? I knew this question was coming right. And I had so many different mindset shifts that could have fit here. But I think the biggest one for me is that I've moved away from the belief that I have to have my hands in everything. And I've moved away from this belief that I have to wear all the hats in my business and essentially be a solopreneur through and through to being someone who's willing to delegate in the name of creating more freedom in my life and creating more growth in my business. 
And this mindset shift has been huge for me. It's also been really big on my clients. I teach a lot around delegation and it really changes things for them. So would you say that there was like an aha moment or just like anything that happened in your life that made you feel like I have to make this shift? Or has it just been more of like a slow trickle and an inkling that this is kind of the way you want to run your business? So I think a little bit of both. I think it's been a little bit of a slow transition for me. You know, I've been an entrepreneur for what, like 13, 14 years now. And <laughs> definitely my first business as a food writer. And when I did event planning and those types of things, like I did not have an assistant. I did everything myself from shopping for the groceries, for recipe testing, to transcribing my interviews when I was writing stories. And I did not trust anyone else to do anything. Like I wouldn't even let my husband go grocery shopping because I was like, I don't know if he'll pick up the right thing. So I had a real issue with trusting other people and I wanted to do everything myself. But I became a mom somewhere along this timeline, you know, about six years into my entrepreneurial journey, I became a mom for the first time. And then a couple of years later, I became a mom for the second time and had two little girls. So I think that started to shift things for me. But I also think I really started to pay attention to what people were saying. And I started to trust that there might be a different way of doing things. And I very slowly started to make some changes to how I ran my business and to outsourcing some things so that I could test the wires and see if what people were saying was true and see if that worked better for me. So I'm curious, what was your first like quote unquote hire or first person that you brought on to your team in the name of delegating? So for my coaching business, I never did anything in my first business. I just decided I was going to do, do it all myself. I wish I could see what that would have looked like had I delegated in that business. But in my coaching business, about a year into it, I just started asking around like who other coaches, people I knew really well, who else did they have on their team that was really supporting them? And a woman's name came up a couple of times. And so she's an online business manager. She's still on my team to this day. She's amazing. And I asked if I could hire her for a project, just on a project basis. I didn't bring her onto my team. I just said, I've got this project going on this month. I need a little bit of extra support. I'm wondering if you'd ever do stuff like that. And so the first way that I experienced it was on a per project basis, which is a really nice way to dip my toe in and see mm-hmm. how it looked and how it felt to have someone supporting me. And I loved it. I still didn't quite feel like I could support someone month to month. And so I probably did that, hire her for a project one more time, maybe two more times before we had the conversation and said, look, I've got enough for you to do. And I feel good about this now where we're going to bring you on for a certain amount of hours per month. And I never looked back from there. Awesome. So I'd love to take a step back for a second and sort of talk about why it is that you would be looking to delegate. Because I know sometimes it can be hard to recognize kind of like the red flags or, Mm -hmm. you know, those elements in our own business when you've been going the same way and doing things the same way for so long. It can be hard to kind of take a step back and say, okay, this is what I'm looking to create in my life. And delegating might be one way that I could do that. So can we take a moment and just kind of talk about what that would look like and what it can create for you and why someone would be looking to delegate? Yeah. So I think I recognized that it was time for me to delegate one when I trusted it, right? So there was that element of like my beliefs were there, but also because I recognized that I was stuck doing, you know, what some people say, like 10 to $15 an hour jobs in my business where Mm -hmm. there were things that someone else could take off my plate or even just like a system or automation could take care of. And I was spending hours upon hours every week doing those things and they weren't driving the results that I wanted versus the things that were driving the results that I wanted, the bigger picture visibility stuff, the content creation. I didn't have enough time to do those things because I was so bogged down in the day to day. And so I started to see that and I thought I could have just one more hour a week to give to the big picture 
and let someone else handle these like small tasks every week, what would that look like? And would it drive the results? And I started to see that if I could pour more of my time and energy into those big picture things, that it really made sense to bring someone else on. Yeah, I love that. And I think some of that comes down to really understanding where it is that our strengths are and where that that core geniuses and where that deep work is that we can do. Because a lot of times, you know, we're so caught up in doing the more administrative tasks. Like you said, you hired an OBM. So a lot of times it's those tasks that we know we can do and we're perfectly capable of doing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we should be doing them. So I think it's super important to recognize where it is that we work best and really allow ourselves the time and the space to go deep on that work instead of like spreading ourselves thin and doing all the things. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, my favorite question when I'm looking at should I delegate something or not is can someone do this more effectively or efficiently than I can? And Mm. if I answer yes, then I probably should, I need to at least consider delegating that thing. Every once in a while, you want to keep ownership of something. Like maybe it's something that, yeah, someone else can do it more effectively and efficiently, but you love it. So you're going to like do it anyways. But for the most part, that'll kind of give you some perspective. That one question will give you the perspective that you need to be able to say like, hey, maybe it's time to pass this thing off. And Ashley, I know you also run a very life-giving business. I know that, you know, having time to spend with your girls and having time, you know, for morning runs and yoga and things like that are really important to you. So can you talk about how, you know, freeing up this time in your business hasn't only affected your business, but it's sort of trickled into your life too? Oh, absolutely. And I definitely wanted to go there too, because like you said, those two things are very important to me, you know, in my health and my ability to be outside and enjoy nature and also my time that's spent with my daughters who are still pretty young and it's pretty formative years for them. Like I'm uncompromising about being present for both of those things and having time and space for both of those things. So I have often emailed my OBM and said, thank you so much for, you know, working in my business this week because it's allowed me to pick up my daughters every single day from school and spend those afternoon hours with them. Or thank you so much for, you know, being part of my team because it's allowed me to get to the gym and do these important things for my health. So it's absolutely about that. And for me, that cost, like the actual physical expense of having someone else on my team, I would rather pay someone to do some of those smaller tasks for me so that I can do the things I enjoy most in my life and have a very life-giving business than be stuck in the muck all the day trying to do that and not be getting to those things. Yes. I love that. And I love how you're living in your priorities in that way. It's just, I mean, obviously my business is very similar in that Mm -hmm. way where that sort of time for those lifestyle aspects is very important to me. So I just love hearing you talk about these things. And I love, you know, empowering other women to really know that this is possible and that there are other women out there doing it. And, you know, it's simple shifts like this, like getting into the mindset of delegating that makes these things possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's also important is to when you're in that space where you're not quite ready to make the leap and make this mindset shift is to remember like these common reasons why business owners don't usually delegate, which I see three. And I'd be curious if you see these in you know your work as well, but I see people being really afraid it's going to take too much profit away from their bottom line. Yes. I think on the one hand, yes, you are going to be taking some money out of your bottom line and paying it to someone else, but it actually almost always creates more time for you to add to your bottom line and do more revenue generating work. And also, I always just encourage people to just get the facts because they have this belief that it's going to be too expensive. But when it actually comes down to it, you know, when I hire a designer to do some of my PDFs, I'm always amazed at how efficient she is and how little expense it is to get her to do these amazingly beautiful PDFs for me and workbooks for me. So I think 
if your belief is that it's going to take too much profit away to just get the facts and let that inform your decision. So that's one of them is definitely the profit. Do you see that as well? Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's a thing that comes up a lot. And I would even say I've been there myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a background in design and I mean, in college, we were kind of taught that there wasn't anything we couldn't learn how to do basically. And I think that thought has served me very well moving forward, but it also made it so that I was very comfortable wearing all the hats. And I remember it was, I mean, I think I was three years into my design business before I decided that I did not need to be the person photographing all of my branded shoots anymore, especially because, you know, the way social media is, people want to see me, you know, (laughs) as egocentric as that sounds. (laughs) But people really want to see the person behind the brand and know who they're connecting with and get to know each other on a deeper level. And that was something that I just couldn't do when I was the one photographing my you know, my own branded shots. And it was incredible because when you, I think when you start opening your mind to the possibility that there could be another way of doing something, you start seeing more opportunities for how you could create that. So I had actually run into a wedding photographer at a friend's wedding that took incredible, incredible photos. And I mean, I have a great eye and I look for those kind of things, like people who can really capture those candid moments and just are really good at what they do. And I said, hey, I know you're a wedding photographer, but would you be interested in doing like a branded lifestyle shoot for me? And she was like, yeah, I would love that totally. And that was how I did my first like styled brand shoot. And I mean, I'm literally still pulling photographs from that shoot. And this was, I want to say it was like five hours of shoot time. But when you think about the fact that those photographs have served me on two websites now for Instagram photos for literally over a year of content, like that shoot has paid for itself. And again, paid for itself again and again in that I now have these assets I can pull from and I can show up and become more visible and more people know I exist because I don't have to be wondering, what am I going to shoot? What am I going to share today? What is that going to look like? Like, am I going to have time? Is the lighting going to be good? Or all those other thoughts that would go through my head that would keep me from showing up. Yeah. It takes the stress off your plate. Exactly. And I think that's only one small example, but when we start looking for those opportunities, that's when the numbers start making sense, essentially. And when you start seeing the kind of results you want because you made the initial investment. Yeah. And I think the other piece about that story that's so illustrative, Amanda, is that you trusted someone else to care about your business as much as you do. And that's another big mindset shift you have to make is like people don't believe that someone could care as much about essentially their baby, their business as much as they do. And I've found that when you hire people with an expertise in areas that you don't have, they care just as much as you do and they can drive better results. Like you're saying, if not more, yeah, (laughs) yeah, they care because it's their product that they're putting out there. Like, you know, that photographer really cared about the work that she was doing for you. And so it shows and you have a better product for it. Not only that it's beautiful, but also that you get to be in it. Yes. Absolutely. So let's talk about that for a second, because I'd love to go deeper on that. So I think a lot of times there's this limiting belief that people won't care as much as you do. And what are some mindset shifts? Because I think it's hard sometimes for us to go from believing no one's going to care about this as much as I do to all of a sudden believing, yes, they care as much as I do, if not more. So is there, I'm trying to think like, how do you shift from 
from, you know, how do you shift that belief? Yeah. I don't think that you necessarily have to go to the place where you believe that someone cares as much as you do. I think you can ask yourself essentially like, so what, like, what if they don't care about your business as much as you do, but they can still get the results? Like ask yourself that on the first point there. But the other thing is to remember that they're running a business too, and they care just as much about their results in their business as you care about yours. So the photographer is going to show up and do a great job because it's illustrative of their work. My OBM shows up and does a great job in my business because she knows I'm going to sing her praises everywhere, pass referrals along, you know, so they might not care as much about your business as you do, but they care just as much about theirs. And so they're going to show up and you can trust that they're going to do the work that you've hired them to do. Delegating. You wouldn't think that asking for help would be so damn hard, but so many entrepreneurs have huge mindset blocks around that very thing. Whether you simply need to hire a contractor here and there, or you're ready to build a larger team, it is essential that you think of it as increasing your bottom line rather than cutting into it. If you're ready to break through those blocks holding you back and find the one simple shift that's specific to you and your business so you can cultivate a success mindset and start thriving, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book one of my free simplifying success coaching calls. These calls are basically pure gold and I love seeing the breakthroughs you have on them. There are three spots available each week, so get over there and book yours today. So if someone is listening to this and they're going, okay, I'm sold. I know that there's stuff on my plate that I definitely do not need to be the one doing. What are some of the logistics of delegating? Like, how do they even get started? Because I know one of the beliefs that circulates is like, I don't even know where I would start. I don't know where I would find that person. Like, I'm not very well connected or I wouldn't be able to find someone in my price range or, you know, thoughts like that that keep us from delegating. So what are some simple steps that listeners can use to really get started? I love that we're going to talk about logistics because I think so much in business is about first dealing with the mindset and then putting a plan in place logistically that you can really plug into and take action on. So what I like to do for delegating is have my clients do a task audit where literally you take out a blank sheet of paper and for being honest, probably multiple sheets of paper, and you're going to write down every single thing that you do in your business to keep your business running, to keep it growing. And I mean like every single thing from serving your clients to managing social media to running to the office supply store to pick up things like everything that you do, big or small, I want it to be down on that task audit, down on that sheet of paper. And then what you're going to do is take that big list of things that you just created and you're going to go through and you're going to circle the things that only you can do along with those things like we talked about earlier that you absolutely couldn't stand to give up because like you love doing them. So there shouldn't be many of these things. They're really the things that you should keep doing because it's vital that you be the person who does them. So, you know, like in my business, I'm going to be hosting my coaching sessions. I'm going to be the person appearing on podcasts or doing the Facebook lives because that's essential that I do that. If you're a designer, you're probably doing the designing. Uh, if you're a personal trainer, you're probably creating the workouts for your clients and so forth. But there's a lot of other stuff that you can hand off. So that's what you want to do is really circle those things that you're going to retain ownership of. And then I want you to look at what's left on your list because anything left on that list is something that you could pass off to a team member, an assistant, um, a short-term contractor, like I talked about, an intern. If you know, I've had clients hire interns to take some stuff off their plate, or even sometimes it's just a really simple automation or a system that can take over the work that you are doing and really streamline it. 
So that could be, you know, if you're a service-based entrepreneur, you might be passing off bookkeeping or admin or client onboarding or content management or social media posting. Like there's so much stuff you can get off your plate that you don't need to have your hands in. So again, like this is the point where that question, can someone do this more effectively and efficiently than I can comes into play. I love that. So I think the next question that comes up for people is where do I find those people? Once I know that all these tasks are things that I would be willing to delegate, how can I find the person that's really good at this, that is going to care about this, that can take it off my hands and that I can actually afford in my business? Yeah. So I want to answer that question, but I want to back it up one step and say, don't get overwhelmed looking at that list and saying like, okay, now I have two dozen tasks that I need to hand off and I don't know, I need to find people for all of these things. Yeah, I would much <laughs> prefer that somebody looks at that list and picks one task and says, I'm going to get this off my plate this week or even this month and be really clear that that's the one that you're focused on. And generally it can be the task that maybe drains you the most or the one that when you outsource it will free up the most of your time. So first pick just one to focus on and then you can get that plan in place. And when it comes to finding the right people, I think it's really great to ask people, you know, peers who are in your industry, who they use for these types of tasks, because a lot of times we assume that they're going to keep their referrals close. They're not going to like share their most valuable players on their team, but most often they want to send business their way. They want to support that person's business. So they're really happy to say, here's the designer that I use and here's my OBM. And I know she's looking for a new client. And if she's not, she probably knows somebody. So start asking people, you know, your peers for referrals. And if you don't feel like you're well-connected and can ask people, then put up a post in a Facebook group asking for service provider recs. You're probably going to get flooded with responses in that case, but it'll at least give you a place to start and pay attention to how people are pitching their services and responding and, and really go with the ones that resonate with you most. Yeah. And I can definitely speak to that, to posting in a Facebook group, because that is actually how I found my podcast editor. And this goes back to delegating too, because that was just a skill set that I decided that I did not need to take on mm -hmm. when I started the podcast. And I knew that, you know, audio was really important to me and that I did want to have an editor. I didn't want it to be completely unedited partly due to the construction that's going on right now. I knew we were going to have some hiccups along the way. But I posted in a Facebook group and I just asked people, I said, does anyone have a podcast editor that they absolutely love and would recommend wholeheartedly? And there were so many people that, you know, jumped into that thread and said, you know, I use so-and-so, they're great, listen to my podcast here, you can see her work, like if she can't take on more people, then she might know someone who can. And I think those referrals go a long way. I mean, I always trust a personal referral more than I would, you know, just stumbling on someone's website or, you know, Googling basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that they can be really powerful. So again, I mean, I think Facebook groups are a great connecting tool in general, but I think especially when you're looking for the right people for the job. And then the other thing I was going to mention in response to that was just that I think you also you start to get better at knowing your job description, especially if this was a task that you had been doing that you're now looking to pass off. And even though this wasn't in my case, I knew that I wanted someone who did just podcast editing, not necessarily like a VA that also did podcast editing on the side. I wanted someone who would be good with the audio. And I knew my budget and I knew the turnaround time that I was looking for. And I kind of knew those non-negotiables for me. 
And I think knowing what you want in those areas makes it a lot easier to find that person because you know the things that are really important to you and you can find a person that's specific to that. Yeah. You basically narrow down the list by looking at what your specifications are and you can say, okay, these five people meet it. So these are the five people I'm going to contact instead of saying, okay, now I have to contact 25 people and interview 25 people. Like, no, we're going to keep this simple. Exactly. And it's so much less overwhelming because then you're not sending 25 emails, you're sending five, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's a great way to get started too. So is there anything else that we should know about delegating in general, Ashley? I think you just touched on the last thing that I want to say, you know, when we were talking about the mindsets that keep people from doing it, the third one is that they think it's going to take too much time to train somebody. And I think Mm. it's really important to remember that yes, when you bring someone on, or even when you set up a system or like uh, like a scheduling system or some sort of workflow automation, that's going to streamline your business and take some things off your plate. Yes, it is going to take a little bit of time up front to work out the process and make sure that it's working like a really well-oiled machine. But once you spend that hour or two doing that, it's going to pay dividends down the road. Like the fact that my OBM manages my content for me, for my newsletter and my blog, like training her, I didn't really have to train her, but like just saying, this is how I'd really like this done. And could you even make it even better with the things that you know? And so she took that on. And now every week I don't spend the hour tinkering around doing those things, you know, having my hands in something I don't have any business doing. I get that hour back. So those couple hours up front, give me an hour every week. And, you know, over the course of the year, that's so much time. Oh, yes. So good. I love that so much. So if we were just going to sum up the points that we've hit on today, we're kind of doing this on the fly here. So (laughs) um, I'm happy to do it. So let's see. Okay, cool. So, you know, first you have to embrace the belief that there's a possibility that you delegating can bring you more time and better results. And you really want to think about the reasons that you're not delegating, like really dive into those with yourself. Like think about, is it because you are worried about the investment? Is it because you're worried it's going to take too much time to pass something off? Is it because you're worried you can't find the right people or you don't trust someone else to care enough? Like really dive into those beliefs and see if you can start to see that there might be another way of thinking things using what we talked about earlier in the podcast. And then when you decide that, okay, I'm, I'm there, I'm ready to explore this delegation thing then do that task audit, write down all the things you do in your business, circle the things that only you can do, look at what's left on your list, pick one of those things and make a plan for that. You know, start getting referrals for that, set a deadline and say, I want to have this person on my team by end of the year, end of the month, whatever it looks like for you, give yourself a deadline and start working towards that. And if you guys want, you know, I, we walk through the task audit really quickly If you want to get my task audit worksheet, that'll take you through those steps really easily and give you space to work it all out. It's inside my five steps to simplify guide. And you can get that at ashleyamgartland.com backslash simplify. Awesome. I love it. So if our listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you, Ashley? So definitely check out the guide, the five steps to simplify. And then my website is just ashleyamgartland.com. And I'm also on Instagram at Ashley Gartland. And I run a Facebook group called The Simplified Entrepreneur, which is another really great, great place to connect and get tips and trainings on how to streamline your business. Yes, I love Ashley's Facebook group. So definitely come over and join us all in there. It's always a great time. And the people in there are absolutely fabulous. Yeah, they really are. You included. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. 
If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift.